Luke chapter 13. Verses 20 and 21. Luke chapter 13. Verses 20 through 21. You had it say, mm-hmm. And again he said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It's like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until the whole was leavened. I want to entitle this message this morning Infection versus Infusion. Infection versus infusion. According to the World Health Organization and the report that they put out in 2011, there are 12,420 diseases and health-related ailments. In one year, billions of people are going to contract some type of infectious disease, ranging from the pretty much non-threatening common cold to what we consider the most dangerous uh, HIV and AIDS. Whether it be the common cold, the flu, or strep throat, we all are familiar with infections. The top five infections given in this same report are number one, hepatitis B. Number two, malaria. Number three, hepatitis C. Number four, dengue. And number five, tuberculosis. These diseases are usually uh, transferred from one person to another four different ways. They can be airborne, you can get them from your food and your water, uh, travel and hotel stay, and even from recreational uh, practices like swimming. A fifth way we know is human contact, but the point of it is that on any given day, we are subject 
to obtain several different types of infections. Are you here? Even after you've done everything that you can and let's say you get one of these airborne infections, I found in my study that you can go to the hospital and they have something that is called hospital-related nosocomial infections, which says that if you're in a hospital or nursing home, that these infections can be caused uh, by breaches of infection control practices and procedures. Basically saying that if the facilities are unclean or the tools that they're using are not sterile, then the environment is not safe or the surfaces are not safe or if the employees themselves are not safe and clean that you can get an infection from just being in the hospital. There's a second type that's called healthcare associated infections which usually take place after a surgery or if a wound is left untreated uh, even after receiving long-term care, you can still get some type of infection. So after they have supposedly have fixed what was broken or what was messed up, you can still get hmm, an infection. The word infection then, by definition, means to be or to become contaminated, to take or to corrupt. And I found that whether it's the common cold, the flu, strep throat, or an infected wound, staph infection, AIDS, or whatever, it must be treated. If the infection goes untreated, then one of two things will result. Either you're going to have to lose the infected area, or you're going to have to, or you will die the infection is discovered, usually you go to the doctor because it's causing you so much pain and after all of your pain and all of your suffering, you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription. After you receive the prescription and you begin to take it, usually if they can, they'll try to give you something to speed up the process and they'll give you a shot if possible so that it can go ahead and be entered intravenously and it can go immediately into the bloodstream rather than taking it by mouth, which may take a while. But the point is that because of something airborne, something that you ate, or somewhere where you lay your head, or whether it's person-to-person -person contact, you have been infected. And I've come today to give, uh, and, and call me if you will, for this moment, the bearer of bad news. Because I believe that many believers and churches are infected. You may say, well, Pastor, I don't have the flu. I don't have a common cold. Well, let me tell you what we've been infected with then. We've been infected with fear, unbelief, stress, worry, doubt, mess, backbiting, division. All of those things have found its way into God's church and now have become infected. Uh, 
Uh, two synonyms associated with the word infectious means contagious and transferable. Which says this to us, if there is an infection on the deacon board and it's not treated, then the deacon board can infect the choir. If it's not treated, then the choir will infect the body. And if it's not treated, then the body will infect uh, the whole church. If the pastor then is infected and it's not treated, if he's infected with anything that's not like God, yeah, he can find himself giving what he's infected with. Y'all ain't got to talk about that. He can give what he has contracted to the body. That's why you got to be careful the people that you sit under. You got to be careful the people that you let speak over you because if the pastor is infected with mess, it's only a matter of time before it becomes transferable. You're supposed to be growing in faith, but you are contaminated and infected mm, with fear. Yeah, I, I've come to suggest this to you that an infected church has symptoms and not signs. An infected church has symptoms when they're supposed to have signs. Well then, Pastor, what are the symptoms of an infected church? An infected church, you'll find division. You'll find envying. You'll find strife. And you'll find carnality. But there's no prescription that a doctor can write you to cure the infection that has set up in the body of Christ. If there is truly an infection of unbelief in your life, you don't need anything. You can't go to the store and get some NyQuil, you know. Uh, and usually the worse the infection, the more you need to go to the doctor. Because what they're going to prescribe you must only be prescribed by the doctor. And if you are trying to treat it with something that won't cure it, then you'll just make the infection worse. Yeah, I had a cousin the other day that came to revival and he had a toothache. And he said, man, my tooth is killing me. And I said, man, it ain't killing you. He said, man, it's killing me. If I don't get it handled soon, then he took out something out of his pocket, a little tube, and said, I've been using this, but it ain't helping. And I suggested to him, how long then are you going to use it before you try something else? If Oratel ain't hitting the spot, then they made some other stuff. I haven't heard that a BC power will take care of your yeah, toothache problem. <laughs> what happens though is with the church is that we try to treat the infection that has set up in the church with religion. When religion itself is an infection. We try to cure the church of unbelief when religion has as its core unbelief. Now we try to, to, to bring what the doctor prescribed us at church and see if it'll work at your house. Don't act like you throw away your prescription once you threw it.
it. It can't be just like that. So I don't give it no act like you don't take what was prescribed for you. Yeah, you ain't a doctor, but it worked for you and you trusted. You had a prescription enough that it knocked your infection out. So you love it and, and trust it enough to suggest it to somebody else. But what happens is what you've been getting, uh, yeah, what help in your situation. I'm not going to take your bad advice about my, my, my life and, and, and tell somebody else about it. Yeah, it tells us not to even sit and talk to people who give uh, incorrect, erroneous, ungodly counsel. But we'll go to somebody and let them prescribe us something. And the truth of the matter is, it's called the practice of medicine for a reason. They hope it works. <laughs> if it don't work, that's what they tell you to do. Take two of these, and if it don't work, you don't feel better, and we come back to see I've made up in my mind, I don't want somebody practicing on me. Yeah, I don't need somebody uh, taking a chance on me. I need somebody to give me something that I know is going to work. I don't need somebody preaching to me what they think might work. I don't need you speaking over me what you think might help me. But I need you to give me something that you know has worked for you. Yeah, I think we used to say it like this. I can tell somebody that he's a healer. Why? Because he's healed me. I can tell somebody that he's a bridge over troubled waters. Why? Because he's been a bridge for me. I can tell somebody that he is a shield and buckler because he's been that for me. I can tell somebody that his name is a strong tower and that you can run into it and be safe. Why? Because it's been that. Yeah, so I can tell somebody he'll take what I took. It's guaranteed to work. I suggest to you today that a prescription is not what the church needs. Medicine is not going to cure what we have. Uh, medicine is not going to cure insecurity. I don't care how much they dope you up. Medicine can't cure depression. Yeah. Mm. No care how much of it they give you, they can up your grams and up whatever they're giving you, take it from 40 but 60 or whatever, but it's not going to help your problem. As a matter of fact, all medicine does is cover up what needs to be healed. All right, now, man. They heal you, they lose money. Yeah, you ain't got to talk that. The only cure being for an infected believer, our church is infusion. Infection versus infusion. What the church does not need is more religion, more erroneous teaching. But what we need is an infusion. An infusion, I believe, will help with all of the infections because we'll get everything that we need in that one infusion. The word infusion, let me break it down for you, simply means to introduce as if by pouring. It means to soak, to breathe into, or to plant. Are you hearing me? 
water infusion means to introduce as if by pouring. It's about to get good. To soak, to breathe into, or to plant. Watch what God did then. If you'll travel with me back to Luke chapter 13. Let's look at our text. Jesus then says that in order for this thing to spread, I need you to understand that what we're spreading is the gospel of the kingdom. If the whole lump is going to become infected, it must be infused with a certain thing. Yesterday, we were out at the track uh, for the autism walk. And I walked over to the concession stand and I was going to pick up a little something and one of the ladies inside of uh, the concession stand was eating a pickle. But the pickle was not green. The pickle was red. And I said, what is that that you're eating? And she said, this is a, a Kool-Aid pickle. And the Kool-Aid pickle had been so infused with Kool-Aid were red. The juice was red. The meat was red. The skin was red. Because of the infusion. Whatever the pickle had been infused with, it became that. Ain't it crazy how hard it would take a pickle and make that thing? And, and, and so I'm sitting there and, and, and she says, you want to try one? No, I don't want to try no, no Kool-Aid pickle. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by the idea. Yeah. <sighs> that somebody decided that I can take Kool-Aid and a pickle and put them together and make something that people will go about. I'm fascinated. It's, it's just a Kool-Aid pickle. But the fact that the Kool-Aid, whatever the contents of the Kool-Aid was strong enough to counteract whatever was in the pickle, to change what was in the pickle to what was in the Kool-Aid. I'm going to talk to the pot Even though initially the vinegar, the vinegar in the Kool-Aid or whatever else is in the, in, in the pickle were causing it to be a certain color. But the Kool-Aid was strong enough that whatever it had in it, it could change what was in the pickle to what was in the Kool-Aid. And it works for Kool-Aid.
can change everything about the pickle.
Yeah, you you want them to walk saying ain't nothing happened on the inside yet. Yeah, that's why some of us feel the way that we are because we look the part, but ain't nothing happened on the inside yet. Yeah, you change your mind, but your heart ain't changed. Made up your mind to follow him, but you ain't given in your heart. That's why you still mean to take. something that you need to be infused with. Yeah, and, and church and religion and all of this other stuff that you've been getting hadn't changed you. But rather, it's allowed you to change it. And so now you have preachers who preach messages in order to keep the house full. That's what you call the pickle changing. Yeah, the Kool-Aid, not the Kool-Aid changing. Yeah, what you have is uh, if I preach a certain message, past the people ain't coming. So, yeah, you Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if he says that 
The only thing that can cure you, the only thing that can fix what is broken in your life, yeah, you don't go to church to fix your fear. Y'all ain't gonna talk back to me. You don't go to church to fix your unbelief. You don't go to church to fix your division. You don't, you don't go to church to fix that stuff. You go to God to fix that. Because one of the things that I told you is a nosocomial infections happening at the hospital. Y'all ain't got to say nothing, but most people don't get infected outside. You got some folk that come to church and get infected. Fights it all. 
before it ever tries to set up in you, it fights it off. Let me finish with these four things. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And I'm done with this. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Remember the definition of infuse. The first definition that we're talking about is the word breathe into. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Says something like this, and the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground, and he breathed into him, and man became a living soul. Watch this, he breathed. Literally, God infused himself. And man became a living soul. He breathed into him. The second definition that we'll talk about uh, is Psalm 1. Psalm 1 through 3. You got to watch it though. You got to watch what it says. Psalm 1. of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sin in the seat of the scornful verse 2 but his delights is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night for he shall be like a tree planted God says, I clear out space for you and plant you in places. That's infusion. Yeah, and you shall be planted by the river water and bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Somebody say, plant me. The third definition means to introduce as if by pouring. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Because you got to understand that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we talked about him breathing into Adam. But in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, he says something completely different. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out. Somebody say, pour out. Pour out. Hey, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Somebody shout infusion. The last definition he says is to soak. The word baptism means to submerge. chapter 1 and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you God is literally baptizing you in the Holy Ghost if we baptize with water and we submerge people and bring them up then the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the same thing and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come.
When you leave Rawls, you smell like Rawls. <laughs> and so I left Rawls and went to my meeting. When I walked in the meeting, the guy said, Man, where have you been? Hey. Said, I hadn't had lunch yet. When you walked in smelling like food, you made me hungry. <laughs> the point is this I sat down for lunch. And just being in the presence of that place yeah, 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 yeah. got all over me yeah. and my clothes so that when I went into the presence of somebody else, they could tell that I had been somewhere where some food had been cooked. And because of the aroma of me, it's he said, man, where you been? I said, I went to Rawls. He said, man, I'm going to have to try that place. Come on, that's good, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You ought to be so infused. Yeah. Yeah. They understood. Here comes Lucky. 
They understood if I go where he go, I'm gonna come out smelling like he smelling. But I don't mind going where he go because I can if I'm gonna smell like he smell because it ain't a mess. It's good to me. The other day, I thought about something. I had a good team. Brother Kendrick, I had a good team a few years back. And I, I, thought, I thought we had a, a championship team. I felt like we might make a run at a state championship. And we were in practice one day, and one of my coaches came to me. He said, Coach, we looking pretty good. He said, I think, I think this could be our year. And I sat back, I put my hands in my pocket, and I told him, I said, we won't win. Come on. And he said, we got everything that we need. We have size. We have big guards. We have shooters. We have ball handlers. We work hard. We lift weights. We do everything that we're supposed to do. We have everything that you need to win a championship. And I said to him, we won't win it because everybody on our team is from the same place. What do you mean? Everybody on our team has the same mentality. I said, what we really need is somebody to come from somewhere else and infuse them on this team. And they can show them what it means to win a championship. I said, if we can get that, we'll be fine. Guess what happened? Nobody moved in. That team never reached its potential because they were all from the same place. Nobody with a different mindset. Nobody has shown to think differently. Where were you born? You were born in Monroe. You were raised in Winsboro. Prime Born in Monroe. How much do you know about Monroe? A little bit. But you probably know more about Pine Press slash Winsboro. Yes, sir. <laughs> Why is it that we know more about the place we were raised than the place that we were born in? If I asked you where you're from, you would say Pine Press. But you were born in Monroe. The problem with church folk is that we tell people about where we are from or where we were raised and not where we were born. John 3 and 3 says, if you're born again, you can enter into the kingdom. The problem with VT is that we have people who still tell people about where you're from, where you were raised, and not where you're from. Where's Pearl is that? 